Hello, everyone. Welcome again to yet another episode of On Wednesdays We Spill Tea. And with us is my amazing co-host today, all the way from Sevierville, Tennessee. I have my lovely bestie, Miss Jordan. Say hello, Jordan. What's up, guys? Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy for you to be here, too, even though it's so weird that we are literally podcasting from two hours away from each other. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. But we can do it. We can do it. We can make America awesome. Again. <laughs> <laughs> no Trump support here. No. <laughs> um, so Jordan has been at work today. She's had a long day. So we are going to try to make this podcast episode not carry on and on. So... We hope to not banter and keep you t- for too long, but um, what I would like to do before we get into today's episode is I would like for Jordan to kind of introduce herself because, of course, she is going to be a reoccurring guest, I hope, on the podcast. Oh, you know it, girl. I'll be mm-hmm. here all the time, as much as you need me. I got you. I'm Jordan. I've been Christy's best friend for, um, what is it now, like three years almost, basically? Yes, so three years now. But we've yeah. known each other for a lot longer. Oh, yeah, so much longer. It, it would be closer to seven years, no, five, five years that we've yes. just known each other. Five, not seven. Yes. We did not but, go to college together. No, I did not go to college. <laughs> <laughs> But go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, Jordan. Let our listeners get to know you. So in my past life, I wrestled a lot in middle school and high school and some in college. I went on from that and went to college for a little while, realized it wasn't quite my jive. So I decided to go down the restaurant management route where I'm at currently, and I'm having a great time at a non-disclosed uh, chain steakhouse 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 (laughs) yeah it's called a steakhouse and um i really like listening to doja cat and mac miller r.i.p mac miller my my man's Uh, oh my god i don't know who mac miller is (laughs) that's sad that's sad christy and i couldn't name one single doja cat song (laughs) Opposites attract, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I would never I like wrestle to... a day in my life. I'm not sporty. <laughs> but no. we already established that in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. I've coached kids. I've repped matches. I had my good time wrestling. But now it's on to the next part of my life of restaurant management and crafting. I love doing crafts. I do Christie's shows with her. And we have a good time doing it. You may not wrestle anymore, but you'll beat an ass still, won't you? Oh, yeah. Sure will if I got to. <laughs> if you're going to make me, yeah, yeah, I'm going to beat your ass if I got to. Just get it. Jordan's not ghetto, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but she will beat an ass if she has to. 
Well, you want to tell them how we met? We, me and Christy met at uh, the non-disclosed steakhouse that I currently work at. In, uh, I used to work there too. Big surprise. But back then, when I first started working there, I did not want to mingle. I didn't want to make friends. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I wanted to make my money and go home. Because I was, I didn't know anybody. And I just wanted to start over and just be by myself. And Christy would always come up to me and try to be nice and talk to me about her makeup and her highlighter that you could see from space which <laughs> it was beautiful <laughs> it was beautiful I gave her that every time I loved it. and we were just acquaintances but we always got along really well I thought I just I did put up the biggest wall ever and did not want to talk to anybody yeah I remember that the only thing that I really heard was uh when people were you know how restaurant people do where they're always gossiping. And mm-hmm. I will never forget when people started coming up to me and be like, oh, my God, are you so mad at Jordan? And I would be like, what? Why? And they'd be like, did you not hear that she's sleeping with me? <laughs> and it was also somebody that I also had been sleeping with previously. <laughs> idea about to begin with. I was just doing my own thing, you know? <laughs> Being a yeah, me too, girl. Ask him nineteen, yeah, year old, just living my best life. I might have been—I was twenty-one at that point, but still, like, just living my best life. I had no idea Driving he was that old with sunfire. Oh my god, that sunfire! R.I.P. Sunfire. <laughs> oh lord. So you watching anything good on TV right now? I've been watching Good Trouble. It's like the, it's like a series after you watch The Fosters, you watch Good Trouble. Have you watched either of them? No. Well, they're really, really good, but you got to watch them. Is it reality TV? No, it's not reality TV. It's sex and drama, and it is about rights of people, whether you're black or Asian or gay or straight or whatever the case may be. It's like, very real world esque, but dramatic at the same time. If that makes uh, sense. But, but it's friendly, like right, like all inclusive friendly. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Okay, a hundred percent. Like it is so righteous, it is great. Okay, good. Yeah, because think. Yeah. Um, speaking of watching stuff and stuff that makes you think, um, Josh, my husband, and I have been rewatching. Black Mirror, and all I have to say is that I finally have answered the age-old question that lingers in my mind. What the fuck did I see that on? (laughs) Have you ever seen Black Mirror? I've seen, like, certain episodes of it. I I haven't watched, like, all of them, but I've only watched, like, select episodes, if that makes sense. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't have to watch other episodes because they're, like, their own little, their own little show within a show right. you know they none of them I mean they connect there's like little easter eggs if you really look but I would just be sitting there thinking and I would like the Miley Cyrus episode I was randomly thinking about that a couple of weeks ago I was like man what was that even on and then I thought of another one um and then another one and I was just like what the fuck is this from like was it a movie like where did I see this and it would like eat at me all day I think one night That's I even like for slept. You. 
Huh? So that's Black Mirror for you. Yeah, I even, like, slept or couldn't go to sleep one night because I couldn't think of where I had seen this Miley Cyrus thing. And we finally were watching it, and I was like, oh, my God, that's where these are from. All of them. <laughs> Found it. But so what I would like for us to do is I kind of want to go ahead and get into our segment and just a little explanation um, on today's segment. Um, It's 80s versus 90s babies. So I was born August 28th of 1986. And Jordan was born July 10th of 1996. So that's restaurant life for you. You know, if you're an old gal like me, still in the biz, 90% of your friends are going to be at least seven to 10 years younger than you, if not (laughs) younger than that. I onboarded a girl that was 10 years younger than me the other day. And I was like, I know how it feels to be Christy now. (laughs) Yeah, that would be me and you. I'm sitting here at 26, married with a baby, you know, not even a baby, a toddler like a three-year-old being like, hey, little 16-year-old Jordan, what's up? Like, you want to hang out? You want to drink this beer? (laughs) (laughs) I saw her birth year for 2006, and I was like, you're old enough to work? Yeah. (laughs) In 2006, honey, I was 20 years old, okay? Like, (laughs) there's no telling what I was doing. I was what? Yeah, what I figured that we would do is um, I've been looking at a bunch of pop culture today. Now, I'm not saying that these are like the absolute tops. So don't try to quote me and like be like, where did you get this source material from? I was just kind of looking at the general, you know, popularity of these things just to kind of age us, just to show like how far apart we really are, because 10 years doesn't really seem like a lot, but when you look at, like, how things were in 1986 versus how they were in 1996, it's a big deal. There was a lot of shit that happened in those 10 years. But, so, what I'd like to do is we're just going to take, like, a mini little break, and then we are going to go ahead and dive right in. So, if you're ready for some pop culture, it's headed your way. We'll be right back. Okay, so who is ready to dive into some pop culture? I am. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, so what we'll do is we'll go through the pop culture sequences. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to do kind of like a cruel summer season one type deal where I'm going to mention what it was in 1986 and then what it was in 1996 in each category. That way I'm not listing off a bunch of things and then going back to list off a bunch of things for 1996. I like it. Yeah, so, and then what we'll do is we'll just share a couple of brief memories. I'm going to ask you a couple questions about some of the things from your childhood. I'll share some things from my childhood. You know, today we're just going to cover, like, um, young childhood to like age 11 because I do want this to kind of be like um, a three-part series in which we kind of discuss like our teenagers on the next episode and then we'll discuss like current day 
Jordan on one episode and I will talk about what I was doing at your age. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I figured that was like the most fun thing to do. And then in 10 years, we can go back on this little podcast. Hopefully by then, maybe could be a medium sized podcast. <laughs> and, and then, you know, we can see where you're at versus where I was. So <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so without further ado, we're going to go ahead and dive right in. So, beginning with the absolute biggest show in 1986 that I could find on the intranet, World Wide Web, was in 1986, the most common answer I got as the biggest show on TV was the Cosby Show. Ooh. <laughs> I loved the Cosby Show. I will say that. I know it's a rough subject, Bill Cosby, but back in the day, it was the funny guy on the blog. It is just tainted for me. Like, I generally cannot recall a single Huxtable moment, like nothing warm or moving or anything like it used to be because of all I can think of is a jello pudding <laughs> and B the sweaters and C, you know, the biggest one of all, you know, the drugging and raping of women. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not know, something that I go back and watch now, but when I was little I did watch it. What? You don't watch the Cosby show now? No. Who the hell watches the Cosby <laughs> show now? I'm just kidding. Yeah, the Cosby Show did not age well. I'm pretty sure not it's probably canceled. All. You probably can't huh? watch it anywhere. You probably can't watch it anywhere. It's probably oh, canceled. probably not. Like, no, nobody wants to relive those old glory days. That's for <laughs> sure. Because I would just be like, if I was to watch it now, all I'd be doing is like watching and like seeing all these women that come in as extras and being like, I wonder if Cosby slipped a Mickey in her drink. Right. Like, I don't find the situation funny at all. That's just generally what goes through my head when I think of Bill Cosby. Yeah. But the biggest show in 1996 was a little different. It was a little show. Don't know if you heard of it. It's called ER. ER. I can't say that I watched a whole lot. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So my mom was a big ER fan, a big one. I remember being a little kid and literally watching these silly medical dramas uh, with George Clooney for a majority of the season and just being like, you know, it was, you would probably love it because it was like the 90s version of Grey's Anatomy. And, you know, you go crazy for that shit. (laughs) Oh, I love Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I'll I'll probably watch that whenever I'm done with uh, Good Trouble. Oh, girl, I know you love Grey's Anatomy. That's why opposites attract. I ain't never watched a single episode of no Grey's Anatomy. Which is wrong. It is not wrong. I will stand on my hill and defend my post. You have to cry over McDreamy and McSteamy. No, Everybody needs to. The only mix in my life is McDouble, okay? (laughs) 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 <laughs> I would like a McDouble right now, actually. Go really good with this truly margarita style classic lime hot seltzer I'm drinking. 
I know that I said that I don't drink a lot, but I was drinking a beer on the last episode, and I am drinking a beer right now, just because I find it does relax me a little bit when I do have a beer while I host the show, (laughs) so. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've also got a strawberry hibiscus set up for my next round. (laughs) But, you know, it's like 9.30 at night, you know, we're, we're all good. Yeah. All right, so the next thing that was a pop culture thing was in 1986, there was a new talk show that was introduced um, by a, um, it, the host was a Nashville news anchor. I don't believe she was well-known at all at the time, but do you know what her name was? No. Oprah! Oh, yeah. Love Oprah. Oh, yeah, the Oprah Winfrey Show debuted in 1986, girlfriend. <laughs> you want to know who was sliding on the air and debuting in 1996? Hey. Another talk show host, but not as cool. It was Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, my God, who Rosie O'Donnell is? <laughs> I think I do. I just don't know her as well as I know Oprah. Okay, well, let's, let me try to explain it in your terms. Did you watch Harriet the Spy? No. Oh, did you see Harriet the Spy? No. Have you seen A League of Their Own? No. Oh, my God, you're such a loser. How do you not know this? Or watch these. <laughs> I told you Lord. I'm semi-cultured. Semi-my-ass. <laughs> Semi-sheltered. What the hell were you doing with your life? Athletics? Yes, actually. <laughs> well, the Rosie O'Donnell show debuted in 1996, and apparently it was a smash hit back then. Um, I never watched it. As far as talk shows, I, I don't think I've ever watched an episode of Oprah either, though. I like to keep my talk shows like I like my reality TV now, and that is filled with absolute chaos and drama at, lurking at every corner. Right. You like for it to be intense. Oh, yeah. If there's not a fight breaking out, if a stepdad and a 25-year-old daughter not cheating together behind the mother's back, if you're not... Jerry! Yeah, if you're not bringing your little three-year-old crying about butter sandwiches or chanting, you are not the father, I was not watching your talk show. (laughs) (laughs) I was all about the Maury and the Ricky Lake... And Jerry Springer when I was a kid. Yeah. All those check my boxes. Oh, yeah. And, like, literally, my father-in-law, who is, like, he's a great man. And a very, like, like, honest, religious, like, good man. And it was so funny because one day he comes in and he's like, hey, sis. And he's talking to my two-year-old daughter. And he's going... Show your mom and dad that trick I taught you today. And all of a sudden, my daughter starts raising the roof with her arms, going, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) And then then when Jerry Springer passed away, I had her do it one last time. But she hasn't really done it since. It's like she just knew. I was kind of sad when Jerry... Springer passed away but you know it didn't really hit me like um 
you know, I, I know that some people think it's silly when you mourn death of deaths of celebrities, but like my biggest losses as far as celebrities go is going to be um, Leslie Jordan, Betty White. Like those really bummed me out. Yeah, Mac Miller really bummed me out. I definitely shed a few tears. Yeah. Like, I got so upset. Like, I was really sad for Betty White because, you know, they had her 100th birthday party all planned out. And it was, like, days away. And then she passed away right before it. And I remember thinking, days before it happened, I was, like, reading about her 100th birthday. And I was like, oh, my God, wouldn't that just be awful? Like, if something happened to her before this party, they planned and, like, advertised so well. And then all of a sudden it was like, Betty White is dead. Big sad. I know it's really sad but oh my god when I saw when I woke up one day and somebody one of my friends texted me and was like oh my god did you see Leslie Jordan got in a car accident and passed away I I was so upset that day like it really bummed me out yeah I really don't know Leslie Jordan Leslie Jordan was a Will and Grace and I absolutely loved Will and Grace when I was young um It just, it was one of those shows that I watched as a kid that, or I don't know how old I was when it was on. I feel like I was young, but it was just one of those shows that just, like, shaped me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Friends. Like, Friends, you watch it now, and some of those jokes don't land right. Some of the things don't age well. But I used to watch Friends, like, literally all the time, like, going all the way up until, like, one or two years ago. It was one of my all-time favorite shows. I still love it. Just because I think it's just the nostalgia of it all. Um, but going into the most popular kids shows, I couldn't find like an exact list or an exact reference for kids shows. So a lot of things with adult shows. But the show that they be- that was the most popular, it seemed, based on what I could find like on random sites online, was in 1986, the biggest kids show was Double Dare. Now, did you ever get to ever watch an episode of Double Dare, youngin? Um, so, did you ever, like, dream of going to Nickelodeon Studios and being slumped? Well, 100%. Yeah, I've seen Double Dare with the nose in the slump. Oh, hell yeah. When you were, like, going up in the nose, going and doing all that nasty shit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch Legends of the Hidden Temple? Oh, I loved Legends of the Hidden Temple. Loved Legends of the Hidden Temple. Me. Me too. I've always wanted to make, like, shirts. Like, when I was a manager last year at an undisclosed downtown restaurant, I was trying to think of something that we could all be, you know, just uh, the people who are working Halloween. Um, And I recommended that we do Legends of the Hidden Temple and I could make shirts for everybody. And we just wear those. And do you know that like 85% of the people that work there did not know what the hell I was talking about? What is wrong with them? I have no idea. But anyways, I think that about you all the time because you've never seen Labyrinth. And that was a movie that was, that came out like a few weeks after I was born. It came out in September of 1986. And I know you have never seen that shit. Yeah, it's kind of your fault. We've been friends for how long and you haven't watched it with me? I know. Well, we need to fix that immediately because Labyrinth is where I'm pretty sure that I got my deep-seated love 
for guys in skinny jeans, especially guys in skinny jeans with big bulges. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I was mesmerized. David Bowie, I'm pretty sure, was, like, my first crush. Like, um, like, really small kid crush, though. Like, did you, were you born in the era of Teen Beat, Tiger Beat magazines? Like, did you ever have, like, those magazines that you would get the centerfolds out and put on your wall? The what? Like the, the, the posters? Like a, so like they're a magazine and they would have like centerfolds, like they're posters, but they would be centerfolded in the magazine for, and it's a poster for you to hang on the wall of like the dreamy boys of the time. No. That was not a thing? No, that was not a thing. I remember like perfume samples. No, girl. This was <laughs> Tiger Beat magazine, Teen Beat magazine, those things. They were filled with, like, boy bands and, like, cutie patootie little boy heart throbs and all this. Like, literally, I would do my chores for an entire week, and all my mom would buy me for doing those chores would be a copy of this magazine. And I would just be so thrilled because if it was a, my mom would go and find me one that had Jonathan Taylor Thomas or Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Those were my guys. JTT with his little bowl cut. He was so dreamy. <laughs> so this, looking at um, a show that was really popular for kids in 1996 was definitely a show that I definitely watched, like was very obsessed with, and that was Rugrats. Did you ever watch Rugrats? And not the I old one. love Rugrats. Like hands down, love Rugrats. I wish <laughs> my daughter would watch Rugrats. The Rugrats movie, the just all of it, all of Rugrats. Tommy and was there a Timmy? Yes, Timmy. No, no. Yes, it was. No, it was Tommy. Yeah. It was Tommy, Chucky, Phil, yes. Will, Angelica, Susie, and then later came Baby Brother Dill. Yes, yes, yes. I'm thinking. I was confusing Tom, Timmy with Chucky. I was using the wrong. Yeah, words. yeah. Yeah, no, it was Chucky, not Timmy. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy was the bald one. Chucky was the redheaded one. Yes. Yeah, so it was scared of the twins. And Angelica, that that loser of a child. Oh my God. My mom used to say that I acted like Angelica when I was a kid. And I was like, God damn, was I really that mean? (laughs) Although I was not the one that shaved my Barbie's heads. That was definitely a my sister thing. We used to cut my siblings' hair. We'd, like, line them up with the stuffed animals and, like, give the stuffed animals, like, haircuts. And then we'd cut my brother's hair. Oh, my God. My sister would literally take scissors, shear, like, cut all the hair off my Barbie's head. Then take my mom's electronic underarm and leg shaver and shave my Barbie's fucking bald where you could see, like, the little, like, holes in her head. From where they put the hair in. But she used to like. She would um, tape my Barbie's mouths. And like blindfold them with like toilet paper. Or like wrap their hair around their face. And she would hang them from the little like ropes. That you pull your curtains up with. Or your blinds up with. That should have been like a precursor for your parents. But on to the next. So the newest, hottest form of communication in 1986 was the pager. Do you even know what a pager is, Jordan? 
Yes, I know what a pager is. I don't know how you paste a pager, but I know it like went off and showed you a phone number and basically you needed to call that phone number. And then in 1996, the flip phone was released. Cell phones went from Zach Morris monstrosities down to still semi-big, but it was a flip phone. What was your first cell phone? It was a Nike, not a Nike, a Nokia, a Nokia flip phone. Sorry, it's been a long day. Nokia flip phone with like the antenna. You could like Mm -hmm. change the color on it if you wanted to, I guess. But I never got that option because I was 10, you know. (laughs) You had a cell phone when you were fucking 10 years old? Yeah. I was always outside (laughs) playing. So my parents needed a way to get a hold of me. Because I would, there was one time I went in the creek to play and left my phone on the side. And I was going for hours in the creek. And I get out of the creek and I'm walking back up to the house. And here comes my dad driving down the neighborhood with his sunglasses on, looking all scary. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, we've been looking for you for hours and we were about to call the police. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. She's in the creek. Sorry. Oh my God. That's crazy. (laughs) My mom, when she wanted us to come in, she just stepped on the front porch, put those fingers in her mouth and just whistled the loudest whistle ever. And there was no, no arguments, no nothing. When that whistle came out you went inside that instant whatever you were doing you can't finish your game you can't finish doing this you can't go find your friends and say bye you have to fucking haul your ass home right then or you're grounded for the next one to five days get in the house now yeah my mom was not she did not play my mom was serious you did what my mom want right now she was the she was the lieutenant that's what my family literally called her, was the lieutenant. I mean, she's a good woman, but she was strict on me. So strict. Yeah, our rule was if you, when the streetlights came on, you were coming inside. Yeah. I don't think, I think usually, I don't know that my mom ever really let us play outside till it was dark. Oh, my parents loved it. Too. There, there were four of us, and we're all two years apart, so they were like, get, get. Get out. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if I had four kids, I'd be like, oh, you came back? <laughs> <laughs> you want to eat? <laughs> you didn't eat at your friend's house? Um, but going back into this, the console that was released in 1986, in September, I believe, I saw on the internet, you know, the NES uh, Nintendo system had already been out. I think it came out in, like, early 86, late 85. But the Nintendo 64 came out in 1986. Did you ever play the Nintendo 64? I loved the N64. Like, we always played Mario. Uh-huh. And we that was basically the game that we played on it. But it was hot shit. And we would get mad at each other and unplug the controllers or like uh, take the whole thing out and be like, yeah. no, we're not fucking playing. <laughs> well, I can just see because let me just tell you listeners what playing a game with Jordan is. Trying to play a board game. If you start kicking her ass, this bitch looks like she's just going to get up, hulk out, and throw the board game right off the table. Across the room. Like, it's like that episode of Spongebob when they're playing snakes and snakes and uh, ladders. 
and SpongeBob or no, it's Patrick that finally just like flips the game board over and he's like <laughs> done with it. All right, I'm gonna head out. That's the, that's the card. That's that's I think that no, it's not the episode with the cuss words, but I think they do use cuss words in that one. <laughs> See, I didn't watch a lot of SpongeBob. I was too old for it. But you know, Vanna also made a SpongeBob reference in the last episode as well. So it's definitely um, a '90s kid thing, and not my generation at all. It's a shame. <laughs> I mean, we have good ones, you know. But I mean, like SpongeBob just came out in a time where that just wasn't my thing anymore. Yeah. Did you play that in '64? So I, I'm going to make a confession here. I never really played the Nintendo 64 because when those were all the rage, my family was really poor. And like, it took me forever to get like a Nintendo, just a regular Nintendo. Like I didn't get one of those until I was like eight years old. And I was obsessed with that for years. But, but the game that came out in 1996, the console was a PlayStation one. Now, did you have one of those? Yes, I did. So I, so I've mentioned before that I grew up really poor and like, um, I actually, uh, was a kid on the Salvation Army tree, like the little trees that you go and buy stuff for. And so I did not really have a whole lot of good Christmases, like during my really young years, but I will never forget my best Christmas was when I was 11 years old. And it was right after my mom married my stepdad. So all of a sudden we went from being like really poor to like having decent money. And I remember I just got this huge box and I was like, is this it? Like what's in here? And what my mom had done is my favorite thing where she had just put lots of little gifts inside this box. Oh, and my mom had went crazy that year because she got me um, a PlayStation one she got me the Spice Girls game. Ooh. She got me the Rugrats game. And she also, like, I also got the trial for that snowboarding game, like SSX or whatever it was. Yeah. When I got that PlayStation, oh my God, it was like, and then I also got all five of the Spice Girl Barbies. And Ooh. they were the wannabe, like, the wannabe edition. So like the outfits they were wearing in music videos. And then I later went to my dad's house and I guess my mom had talked to my dad and he had got me the live tour, all five of the Spice Girl Barbies. So they were all dressed in their silver outfits. Oh my gosh. But when I say I was obsessed with the Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys when I was a little kid and Britney Spears, I was obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) Now going into... um, before we go into our next thing, what I'm going to do is uh, I think we should take just a tiny little break, kind of work ourselves out. So we're about halfway done. And then um, we'll go right back into it. So we'll be back. Okay. So we've had our tiny, teensy, itty bitty little break. And we're getting ready to just dive right back in. So. But, um, okay, so there was a really big boy band that came out the year I was born and then a really big group that came out when you were born. And in 1986, um, New Kids on the Block was formed. Mm, Yes, I I know what New Kids on the Block is, yes. Yeah, I had a New Kids on the Block bed set 
like complete with little black and white Polaroid pictures of their faces. <laughs> no, I wasn't obsessed with them as I was with the Backstreet Boys, but it was a close one. And then the um, the group that came out in 1996 was the Spice Girls. Oh my god. I still remember just sheer obsession. Like, I assembled the kids in my neighborhood with my new karaoke machine when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> got on my dinosaur IBM computer in Microsoft Word and taught myself how to use that bitch. And I typed <laughs> out... Because you couldn't just print them off the internet back then. So I typed out all the lyrics to all the Spice Girl songs, including the names before their parts, so that the people could know when it was their turn to sing. And we would just practice. Like, every day on my front porch, like, it was a stage that we were performing the Spice Girl songs. You've been coordinating shit your whole life. Listen, there is a reason why my mom and my kindergarten teacher, as I mentioned in the first episode, thought I was going to be famous. Like, I've literally been telling stories, um, act, like, acting. I used to act out the entire story of Cinderella when I was three and four years old. And I don't mean, like, act out a little bit. I mean, I made the noises. I sang the songs. All that shit. <laughs> like, if you ever watch the Golden Book Cinderella movie, I literally, my mom said I could literally recite it from beginning to end, including all the sound effects, the songs. I did the voices. Everything. I've That's literally awesome. been, like, trying, like, performing my entire life, but just not performing in front of a lot of people. I did go through a karaoke, a weird karaoke stage, but sometimes I'll still do it when I'm drunk. I will belt out Zombie by the Cranberries. <laughs> it's always my go-to song, even though it used to be Criminal by Fiona Apple. Oh, I will see the Spice Girls. If there are three things that I will see before death as far as music is involved, it's going to be the Spice Girls, Cher, and Lana Del Rey. Those are the three I really want to see before death. But I gotta hurry, because, you know, Cher's getting old. She ain't getting any younger. (laughs) But I think she's about to do a reunion tour, and if she does, we need to go. 100%. I don't care if they're nosebleed seats, because I'm guessing since she's such a diva, that tickets are going to be really fucking expensive, but I just want to go. You got it. So our very last one is the toy that was the most popular Christmas toy um, in 1986. It was a toy that actually came out really early in the 80s. And it made a big comeback in the 86. And that was G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, the boy Barbie. G.I. Joe. Yeah, like, it was apparently the really big toy uh, Christmas of 1986. Um, so, not as exciting of a toy. Um, but your toy for 1996, I still remember to this day the amount of just sheer fucking panic and pandemonium that this toy caused. And in Christmas of 1996, Tickle Me Elmo came out. Oh, my God. I had a Tickle Me Elmo. Did your mom literally fight a bitch for it? Because she would have. It, I, it was later. It wasn't obviously 1996, but it was, like, later on after Elmo okay. died down a little bit. Yeah. If she would have had to have got this Elmo doll, 
1996, your mom literally, no, I'm not putting it past your mom. Because <laughs> I strongly believe your mom would fuck a bitch up. My mom actually had to fight people over Furbies one year. Oh my god. It is so crazy that you said that because literally that was going to be the last story that I told before we wrap things up. My mom literally, like, that was the only, like, really hot toy that I ever wanted. I remember I was in, like, seventh or eighth grade when the Furbies came out. And my mom literally said that she waited in line for, like, five hours at some store to get me a fucking Furby. What's really funny is I hated the Furby. Oh, my God. (laughs) I loved mine until I realized that you could not make that motherfucker talk like they said you could. They're like, oh, you can teach it words. That thing was still babbling after I was talking to it every day. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? I thought this thing was supposed to learn. Like, I'm sitting here shut up. Like, I'm saying, I know they wouldn't shut up, but it was just the most annoying noises. And God forbid you actually, you accidentally hit it in the night. Like, and somebody was sleeping, it wake the whole goddamn house up going, <laughs> Yeah, there was one night, I remember, I was like, I'm so done with this Furby. I was trying to sleep, took the Furby, opened my door, threw it out in the hallway, closed my door, and went to sleep. <laughs> like, and it was, they were possessed. They would just randomly come on. Yes. What the fuck? Like, this toy is just a demon. I legitimately believe it's a demon but you know now I'd give anything to just have old Furbies that don't work yeah they're cool to look at yeah especially like do you remember when they came out with like the bright colored ones yeah like I really wanted one of those even though I hated them I was like well maybe I could just never put batteries in yeah uh our time is up um, we could banter all night, but I know that people of the podcast wouldn't appreciate it. So, next week, I'm going to do a segment, um, most likely it's going to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, hoping for season 15 that we're going to discuss, but it just depends on co-hosts and if they've watched all that season. Um, we may just discuss the all-stars uh season eight that is going on right now so far since the snatch games premiered now but you know we will definitely think on it this coming week but i hope you enjoyed our podcast this evening i am christy i'm jordan i had lots of fun i have lots of fun and we hope to see you next week thanks for spilling tea bye bye Thank you.